If you've ever used a cell phone, traveled by plane, or stayed up late to catch a glimpse of the northern lights, then you've likely encountered space weather without even knowing about it. Like their cousins on Earth, storms involving space weather can have consequences. But instead of rain and snow falling from clouds, space storms are made up of gusts of electrically charged particles, atoms that have been stripped of electrons, that constantly flow outward from the sun. When these particles reach the Earth, some become trapped in the Earth's magnetosphere to form the Van Allen radiation belts, two donut-shaped regions that encircle the Earth. Craig Kletzing, a professor of physics and astronomy in the University of Iowa College of Liberal Arts and Sciences, is the head of a $30 million NASA project to study how various amounts of space radiation form and change during space storms. The mission, called Radiation Belt Storm Probes, will use two identical spacecraft scheduled for launch in May of 2012. The Radiation Belt Storm Probes is actually the first major NASA mission that's gone back to revisit the radiation belts. Um, even though they were discovered by Professor Van Allen um, over 50 years ago, um, there are still lots of things that we don't understand about how they work, about how the sun uh, delivers energy to the local environment around the Earth, and in particular how it creates these two bands of, of very energetic particles that we call the radiation belts. Kletzing says that the project, like many other NASA projects, is worthwhile in two ways. For the practical information that will be learned and for the exploration that will be conducted in space. The practical reason is that's a, a part of space that uh, we utilize. Um, the outer radiation belts are where all our, of our communication satellites exist, uh, the various things that make sure that you get uh, ESPN and CNN as well as some telephone communications, and they can be affected by these particles. Uh, and in fact, it, uh, it has happened that those satellites have actually been knocked out by uh, radiation. So understanding these, these effects and how they uh, happen and hopefully to eventually downline get to where we can do some level of prediction uh, is a very important practical reason. And additionally, uh, the various manned missions that NASA has planned to go beyond the space station uh, to places like the Moon or Mars also uh, require transiting through this region. And so understanding uh, when the right time to go is, when the, the, the particles are, are relatively fewer so that you don't uh, impact human health uh, is a very important thing to understand. Uh, the other reason is just sort of an intangible of because it's there and we want to know how the heck the darn thing works. Um, we've learned, you know, from science over the years that you can't always predict what one thing that you learn uh, here will influence another field and allow whole breakthroughs to occur. So it's really both, the practical direct reasons, but also because as we understand the physics of the radiation belts, that makes, helps us understand physics maybe in other stellar systems and, and all sorts of various other phenomena that are related. The actual mechanics of the investigation are nearly as interesting as what scientists stand to learn from the investigation. This is especially true when you realize the project involves not one, but two identical spacecraft flying in various formations around the Earth. Come 2012, we will uh, launch two satellites on one um, rocket that goes up, and uh, they're placed into an orbit that um, goes from about, oh, 300 miles above the Earth out to as far as about 25,000 miles away from the Earth. And uh, they initially are pretty close together, and then the orbits are set up so that they just are slightly different, so that over time, one spacecraft starts to run ahead of the other and then eventually comes back around, and we talk about one spacecraft lapping the other. 
And what makes that exciting is both spacecraft are exactly the same, all the same sets of measurements that are on the two different spacecraft. So for the first time, we'll have completely identical sets of instruments on both sides that we can compare between the two satellites and actually say, oh, this is happening here and that's happening there, and maybe they, they work together, maybe they're different things. But we've never had that pair of exactly the same things in this region before. Although the University of Iowa will play a prominent role in the investigation, the project is a collaboration between research teams at three universities. The spacecraft itself is built by the John Hopkins uh, Applied Physics Laboratory, but we provide uh, one of the major instrument suites. It's a set of instruments to measure the various kinds of waves that we'll see uh, when we fly the spacecraft, and our investigation is the Electric Magnetic Field Instrument Suite uh, with Integrated Science, which works out to the acronym of emphasis, and uh, we always like to have a nice acronym if we can, so we like to think of this as the emphasis on the radiation belts. Um, and this is in concert with various other groups around the country that are providing other parts of uh, sort of the set of measurements that you'd like to have to have a complete set. But here at Iowa, we're building the wave section along with uh, my collaborator co-investigator Bill Kurth here. And then we also have a collaboration with the Goddard Space Flight Center, which is building a magnetometer, which is part of our instrument suite, and the University of New Hampshire, which is providing a, a, the uh, computer that controls all of our measurements that we make here. So it's actually a three-institution collaboration. It's not surprising that the University of Iowa is helping give scientists a clearer picture of space weather in the Van Allen radiation belts. The study of space weather really began at Iowa in 1958, when University of Iowa space physicist James A. Van Allen discovered the radiation belts using data from Explorer 1, the first successful U.S. spacecraft. Iowa Insights is produced by the University of Iowa. To subscribe, visit us on iTunes or at news.uiowa.edu.